issue I think is what we would say in the room a topic I want to talk about that came up a couple times in the last I don't know 24 hours (laughs) on my way down to Connecticut on the phone and and then in another context when I was in town and this applies to both the addict the gambling addict and or the loved ones of an addict and I hope I can explain this concept to where I do it some justice and, and get kind of to the point I want to. So I'm, I'm going to use my friend as an example. She has a niece that is using drugs and the, the niece's parents are both um, deceased because of drugs and alcohol and and this girl was doing a really good job for a while, and now she's back caught up. And when I was having the conversation with the aunt, there was two things going on. There's the concern for the addict, and then there's the person on the outside. And both topics that we talked about were about, you know, what are what are the right things to do to help the addict? And... Then there's the self-care piece for the aunt herself. So I'm, I'm bringing this up because it's really important on both parts. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to continue with this example. So the aunt knows what, what the niece is capable of as far as having a good life and happiness and sobriety. The aunt knows this. However, the aunt's not real happy either, okay? Just in her own, her own world, um, she's looking at her choices too with whether it's food or alcohol or um, it could be drugs, it could be gambling, it could be anything. So she's looking at her choices. So it's real easy for me to say to her or to anybody on the outside looking in, um, hey, you know, uh, you can fix that by doing X, Y, Z, or there's help for this, or, you know, <clears throat> if it was, I, I knew I'd mess up how to convey this. <laughs> the aunt has control over the aunt's behavior, right? And can make the decisions and do what she needs to do to take care of herself. However, when dealing with the stress of the situation of the niece who's still using, it becomes, it becomes more difficult, right? She can see and she knows what's better for the niece on the outside looking in and can treat her with love and compassion and um, wanting to take care of her. And somehow that's easier than looking at herself or putting into action the steps to take care of herself 
and and a big part of the conversation and I believe in this so strongly and I may end up very unpopular in some of my circles because of this and, and I'm going to have to be okay with it because I, I believe I believe this with every ounce of my being we have to take care of ourselves first and sometimes when we take care of ourselves first it means we're not taking care of other people but it goes back to the whole oxygen mask on a plane you know if you're dead you can't help the other person you're trying to take care of and if you're dead because of the stress or the overwhelm or because you're not taking care of your body or your mind you're just not taking care of yourself you're no good to the addict or anybody else in your life really and and I want to bring home the point that as an outsider looking in, it's a whole lot easier to see that. And I think it's really could be frustrating if you're, you know, again, I'm going to keep picking on this aunt, but the aunt can see so clearly, so clearly what the niece needs. But maybe it's not as clear on what the aunt needs for herself. Or maybe maybe if you're dealing with an addict and they've broken promises and they've broken promises and you give them chances and you give them chances, you're not, you're not taking care of yourself. And, and the addict isn't going to learn any different. You know, nobody told me, well, people told me through the years, <laughs> I probably shouldn't gamble, but nobody was going to make that choice for me. And... I wasn't going to quit because anybody told me anyway, you know, not Davy, not relatives, not anybody. However, so in, in the sake of my marriage, for example, if, if Dave couldn't change me, he would have to essentially, you know, make a decision or, and, or take care of himself along the way too. Now, I'm not saying that this is the easiest thing to do because we love other people and we want them to thrive and do good. My, what I'm trying to stress in this message, though, is we have to thrive and do well ourselves and we have to take care of ourselves first. And unfortunately, we may have to let other people's actions and behaviors and choices and addictions and all that stuff, we may have to just find a way to... Car- compartmentalize is that the word I'm looking for but put it in a different bucket that doesn't impact our self-care and our mentality where it's destroying us and you know I just experienced that a couple weeks ago where you know I let an addict's behavior impact my mood and my decision making and as someone who believes that we're a result of our thoughts if I start getting into that negative weeds and I get dragged down by that situation, then I'm not, I'm not being kind to myself. I'm not taking care of myself and I don't like how I feel in those situations. You know, when I, and I I try to be really clear on this, other people can't make us feel a certain way. You know, we feel a certain way, maybe due to actions that are happening, but those are our feelings and our thoughts, so we have to own them. I I know things that make me feel good and keep me in a happy place, and I know things that don't make me feel good 
and put me in a not great mood. And I, I have to be very mindful and deliberate about the things, the thoughts that I hang on to and how I talk to myself and to other people. And I'm not perfect at talking to other people and especially when I'm too close to the situation, my heart might be in the right spot, but my words don't always line up. And again, that's a character defect of mine is, is being honest a little to a fault or if I'm passionate about something, it might not come out in the right way. So I apologize to those of you who have been on the other side of that. But, but the point remains is we can't watch, we can't destroy ourselves because we're watching someone else destroy themselves. Two wrongs don't make a right. It just They just don't. So I will continue to always preach. I know I've told you that, you know, it's okay to disagree with me. I, I'm, I love that people have different opinions on recovery and ways to achieve recovery and ways to have a good life. But I won't budge on the fact that we have to, have to put ourselves first. I, it's so easy to get caught up in the shit, guys. It's so easy, but it doesn't serve us. And and I just, I don't, I don't, I don't want you to hurt and and ruin your life or impact your life or your relationships because you're carrying somebody else's burden. It's not yours to carry. And, and it goes back to some of the other things that tie in. You know, when I was talking to the aunt yesterday, I said, you know, one of my questions to her was, well, you know, do you have faith? We haven't talked much about, you know, God or religion or the universe or anything. We haven't had that conversation. I don't know if we ever have. I mean, we've known each other a really long time. But I didn't know what her position was on that. And I will say, I said to you in the past that my my clean time this time, I believe, has to do with healing my insides or at least addressing my insides. They're not all healed, but at least handling that with the best I can. And then also my spirituality that's come out of the last couple of years. That's the difference between two years clean and then this time three years clean and also how I feel from the inside out. So that being said, I'm asking her, you know, do you have faith? Because when you're dealing with an addict or a difficult person, or it could be if, you know, if you're just uh, air quotes normie listening to this, it could be the stress of your job or it could be anything. And if you just apply that, taking care of yourself is, is the starting point and you have the faith that everybody else will end up where they're supposed to end up, whether you agree with it or not, whether you like it or not, whether whether they end up getting clean and and living an amazing life or they end up dead, you know, whatever that is, that's the plan. And making yourself sick about it is not going to change the outcome. 
if you have faith and you believe in that stuff. Even if you don't have faith and believe in that stuff, I have enough faith now <laughs> that I believe that for you. And, and I'm not I'm not trying to push, you know, the the faith part on you. But it's there's some the faith piece gives me the gift of knowing that making myself sick about something or letting me be in a bad mood or have negative thoughts around something is not going to change the situation. All that's going to do is hurt my mood, my performance. So, yeah. So that's my, I, I hope you, you hear me. This is a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to execute, but you serve the rest of the world and you can show up to, for the rest of the world much better if you take care of yourself. There's other people that may need you or want you and will receive um, a healthy you and a, you know, who you're supposed to be and show up for in the world instead of being dragged down by one person or, you know, a small group of people, whatever that looks like, the people in, impacting your life. And I'm, I'm guilty of it too. You know, I've, um, I've been negative about my day job and I really have no business being negative about my day job. It's not like it's, I'm not on the front lines, like the nurses and the doctors and the, you know, the first responders. I'm not facing, even, even in my company, you know, I'm not, ringing a register. I'm not, I'm not putting my life in danger every day for my job. What do I have to complain about? You know, I'm safe. I'm able to work from home. I'm able to tap into my expertise. Maybe I don't like every decision that's made, but that doesn't really give me the right to be, you know, Miss Pissy Pants. And I need to reset my mind about that. So it's, it's something that I would imagine everybody tuning in has an opportunity area in their life with whether, like I said, whether it's a situation or a person or a person with addiction or not, you know, we got to just take care of ourselves. And that's where the self-care piece comes in. And, and I will always ask that whether it's the drink in the water that I'm a nag about, cause that's important to, it could be the spiritual work. It could be exercise. It could be just slowing yourself down. You know, I, I think I told you I hired this coach and he posted a question like, how much effort did you put into your project this week? And I was like 30%. I, I didn't put 100% in because I deliberately turned it all off. It was Mother's Day weekend. My priority was to go down and to see my mother. So work had to be tabled. My project had to be tabled, all that. And I had to be okay with, I only put a little bit of effort in because that wasn't my focus this week. I had different focuses. And I knew that was okay. And of course he responded like, yeah, that is okay. You know, it's like, I know that once you start kicking our butts into shape and giving us work and assignments, I want to make sure I'm completely present. So if I'm just doing 60%, 60%, 60%, 60%, when it comes time to do the 100%, I'm going to be drained because I never recharged my batteries. I never went down to 0% or 10% and, um, you know, re-energize myself for what I need to work on. 
so that works in this this online learning and this this coaching environment, but it also works in a, in our real life. That's the point of vacations, right? You can't take a vacation really from life and people all the time, but we you have to take that break. And the other thing that kind of ties into this that I just want everybody to understand and and again another core bobby belief is talk to yourself those voices in our heads and those those concepts that we have when when we misstep or when we don't do what we want to do or what our goals are it's not necessarily about not achieving those goals instantly you know it could be the persistence or whatever but either way you're being mindful you know, it's like when I um, go get my caramello bars, <laughs> you know, I could have no sugar in the house for weeks and then I want a caramello bar. Now I could beat myself up. Oh my God, you're having chocolate and sugar and, you know, you're going to go back into craving sugar and um, what are you doing? You're a fat ass, blah, blah, blah. You know, like I could do that or I can go, okay, I had one caramello bar, not 30 and this is my life and a caramel is bringing me joy right now and I'm going to be okay with that. And I talk to myself the way I would if you told me that you went out and bought a caramel bar. I'd be like, okay, yeah, if, if you bought some junk food and that's, you know, what served you on that particular day, it doesn't mean that you'll never be able to stop eating sugar or, you know, lose the pounds you want or it doesn't make you a failure. So, be kind to yourself. Talk to yourself the way you would talk to your best friend. I can't, I can't stress that enough. And it's, again, it's not one of those easy things. And I don't know why we all learn those bad habits as a go-to. And by all, I'm speaking generally. Maybe you have some positive self-talk as your go-to. And if you do, I commend you. I haven't figured it out. It's a, it's a job for me. And I, ha and I'm, I, put myself and immerse myself in the communities that are like-minded, that believe that that's the way we should be thinking. We should have confidence and we should be brave and we should forgive ourselves. And I have to be around people like that because the days that I can't get there myself, they're there to help pick me up. And the days they can't get there, hopefully I'm helping pick them up. If, if we, if I hung around with um, you know, if I was in every Facebook group that had people complaining or whining or negative nillies or whatever, that's that's the frame of mind I'm going to fall into because that would be all I know. OK, I know I went on a couple tangents there, I'm a little passionate about this stuff. Um, there's there's a lot of people that I really care about and love that. If if they were just being kinder to themselves and controlling what they can control, I think they would be feeling a little different. And I, I can't control that. And I have to have faith that they're going to be okay and that their journey is panning out the way their journey is because it's supposed to. That's, that's what I have to do to deal with. And I have to let go of what I can't change. And I can't change other people. Hopefully... I can educate them or share some perspective maybe that makes them look at it different. I didn't think like this three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. 
and it only comes with working at it every day and learning about it every day, whether I'm reading something or listening to people from a new, you know, a new perspective. It's work. We got to work at it, guys. But I will tell you, it's so worth it. So freaking worth it to have that clarity on we can only control ourselves, the serenity of just relinquishing what's out of our control, like, it's a good place to be. It's work to get there, but it's amazing once you get there. So that's what I wish for everybody. Um, I just waved my magic wand. I don't know if it worked or not. Uh, hopefully. I Before I go, I want to um, do two things. I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, if you could either give me a rating or a subscribe or a review, any of those things, I would appreciate. I would also like to give a shout out. I do this every once in a while. I snoop and 321NoKidden and Bobby the Awesome are now in 31 countries and countries I never even heard of. We looked one up yesterday. It was called Isle of Man which I never heard of. And I was like, okay, first of all, where is it? And second of all, how cool is it that they found that they found the show and they're tuning in? And I had uh, my stepfather looking it up and I said, is there casinos there? You know, like, I, I, I never heard of this place. And if the facts are right, according to the internet, I believe he said that the population was 84,000 people and there's a casino there. One casino for 84,000 people. That's, that's insane to me. <laughs> it's really insane to me. What do, I mean, I get it, recreation, if you're not in the boat of problem gambler, but it seems like a small demographic to have a casino. Now, I don't know if their casino is one room or whatever. Um, and who knows? Maybe if you guys are listening and we can get connected on, on Facebook, that would be amazing. I'd love to learn more about Isle of Man. That just sounds like such a fun place. And Tanzania, that's another place that um, we got some listeners. So... I just really appreciate it. I appreciate everybody in the States too. I'm learning even different names of cities that I didn't know existed, but it's just important that you know how appreciative I am that you're tuning in. And I mean, it's, it's great that you're listening. It, it still breaks my heart that, you know, the gambling is really, it's another pandemic. It's all over the world. You know, it's not, it's not just in Vegas. It's not just in, well, I don't even think it is in Bangkok. That was, you know, they taught me when I was over there that Bangkok's like the Vegas of the U.S., but evidently not for gambling. Anyway, it's it's just a shame that it's everywhere. So let's get recovery being everywhere. All right, guys, I will chat with you in the morning. I forgot something. And I know I'm corny and you guys probably think I'm completely obsessed. But um, Justin, the lead singer of the opening music, first of all, I was in a supermarket and the song that plays at the beginning and the end of the show were playing in the supermarket. So, of course, that just made me happy. 
And you have to understand, my mother just made a, a funny video <laughs> with the music on and, and me actually dancing the whip and nay nay to it. But anyway, that's besides the point. But the other cool thing was the fact that I heard it in public in the grocery store. But I believe that today is also Justin's eight-year anniversary of being sober. So congratulations to him. I know we're not BFFs yet, but once I start um, communicating with him down the road because he's part of my long-term goals, I'll be able to congratulate him in the future when we're friends. <laughs>